Hey everybody, this is, this is a quickie with your pal, and I'm Marley. You sure are, and I'm Julie. And you sure are. Hey. Yeah. Guess what next week is? Halloween! Woohoo! Everyone's favorite holiday. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. And then the day after, um, immediately get into Christmas. Christmas so. music just starts. Yeah. It's a good, good thing. Mm-hmm. I used cool. to be a curmudgeon and hate Christmas. Like, yeah, I really like Christmas music. Then mm-hmm. I was like, I love it. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to shut Mariah Carey off for a long time. There you go. It's going to be a lot of Mariah Carey. I got the Michael Bublé. Nice. Funny story. I'll talk about Halloween in a minute, but <laughs> one year for Christmas, all I asked for, I said, I don't want anything. I want the... <laughs> Michael Bublé Christmas album, and I didn't get it, and I was so upset, and I was like, oh, no, I didn't get it. I mean, I got other nice stuff, but, and then the next year, I was like, all right, this is all I <laughs> Let's want. Let's try this again. The Michael Bublé Christmas, and I got three of them. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> That's like uh, the year that everyone realized the parallel between the book and movie Marley and Me and my name. And I got probably 12 of each of them. (laughs) And so out of spite, I have never seen or watched Marley and Me. Because A, it's sad. Yeah. You can't deal with that. And B, no. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not watching that. Fuck you. Fuck off. No, I never saw it either. I don't care. Yeah. Like like Bob Marley? What, are your parents like really big stoners? (laughs) I get that all the time. Oh, yeah, I bet. Oh, hi, Marlene. How are you today? Marlene? Marlene. Um, Marla? Yeah, stupid. Stop it. No. Marl? It's like Carly with... It's like Carly with an M. (laughs) Exactly. And then some people spell it like Carly with an M, but my name is spelt like Bob, so that doesn't really help. It's not just like a coincidental name. It's like, no, it's spelt like that. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's a thing. But uh, so uh, yeah, Julie, you were uh, you were in Windsor on the weekend, and I was too fucking busy to do anything about it. I know, me too. It's always like because I get in late on the Friday and have to leave mid Sunday, so I only really have a day to do anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got a and tattoo. I worked three jobs that day, so that yeah, one you sure, day you I sure fucking too, did. I worked too many jobs. But yeah, you did get a tattoo. Okay, yeah, by our friend um, Jesse, who is. Should we shout her out? Do you want to shout Jessie her out? Jessie.Dufour. Yay, yeah, on go follow Instagram. her. Follow Jessie Dufour on uh, Instagram. She does, she's apprenticing. She's apprenticing at a shop in Windsor um, by one of the greatest artists probably in Windsor and around. Definitely so. one of the top. When he was out west, he was really top out there. This is We're talking about Shamara, is who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Shamara's great. And mm-hmm. uh, absolutely fantastic tattoo artist. Good times, great shop. Jesse's apprenticing under him, which is great. And, uh, yeah, we can actually uh, talk about this right now. One of, mm. our, uh, one of our sponsors, Nemesis Video, Hey-o. They're, uh, they're doing a spooky little fun time in November, November 19th. Uh, I believe it's at the Sanctuary in Detroit. And uh, so what they're doing is a, it's a tape swap, and it's called Planet of the Tapes. 
And wow. because this is the second one, it's called Beneath the Planet of the Tapes. And it's a pretty so fun funny. day. They for lots of tables, lots of vendors. And guess who's going to be a damn vendor? A quickie guess. with hmm. your pal. Yay, we're going to you're you're going to be there. I probably won't. I will definitely be there. Uh, we are going to be releasing some of our episodes on cassette tapes. <laughs> Which I I want a copy. That's so exciting. You are getting a copy. It's going to be good. Sure. So we're going to have two different tapes. We're going to have a couple episodes on, e- couple episodes on each tape. Probably like two tapes for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Something like that. If you guys um, aren't going to that and you want one. You can send us email, email, and like send us some money or something. We'll do that. We, will we can try and do that. do that. We'll do that for you. Or if you want to suggest what episodes go on the tapes, yes, uh, send us an email at cookiewithyourpal@gmail.com. We can do that too. We will have stickers that can go in that. We're gonna have a bunch of fun stuff. And mm-hmm. the reason I bring this up now is because we are sharing a table with Jessie Dufour. Um, she's fantastic. So she's gonna be selling. She's gonna be drawing up some prints this week. And she's going to be having some pretty cool prints. Again, if you want, um, she loves doing custom work. She loves doing commissions. So if you have anything you want to do, she specializes in neo-traditional, um, traditional, and black and white hyper-realistic. You should see the picture of Bill Murray she drew. It looks like a portrait. It's insane. Yeah, her so, portraits are really, really good. Absolutely. So um, if you need, like, you know, cute picture of your dog, you know, don't know what to get someone for a birthday or if you exchange presents on Halloween, whatever you like. Yeah. Whatever you like. So, so yeah, that's uh, go eat at Basil Court. <laughs> did that? Oh, you know what I didn't do this weekend? You was did. Uh, eat, at, eat at Basil Court. No, I'm doing it. Oh. I told my friend, I told one of my friends who I was going to see Friday night, I was like, dude, bring me Basil Court. I'll give you money. And you won't know what she did. She forgot. Uh, which is fine. I get it. Shit happens. But dang. <laughs> I was dude, sad. I'm so sorry. Because I knew I wasn't going to have time the rest of the weekend to go eat basil court. And I made you sit in the cafe of my work. And no, you weren't no, eating basil were, court. Well, they were closed. You know, they have that time where they're closed. No, that is the middle, time when they're middle. closed. It's fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Time throws me off. So, you know, next week is Halloween. Um, we should probably tell some scary stories. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go on the subreddit No Sleep. Which, if you haven't gone to, it's really cool. It's like... Um, just user-made stories, real or not, that are terrifying. The top ones are very well written, really great. They used to, if you guys were on the internet before Reddit, and you went on websites like 4chan, you probably <laughs> read things like Creepy Pasta, which is like the same kind of thing. Same deal. Um, I loved Creepy Pasta back in my 4chan days, because <laughs> I was one of those kids. Who was but, it? Uh, yeah, it was good stuff. We went to an arts high school. Of course, yeah, we were on 4chan. Everyone. Yeah, like <laughs> that. The paranormal. I wonder how the parent. Anyway, their paranormal board was great. Interesting. Really, we'll have to look into really that. Freaking, yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's let's do that. Why don't Why don't each of us read a story in our wonderful voices? Okay, so I found one that was, I think it was like top top stories of the month or something on uh-huh. No Sleep. Because um, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen like the top no, like top of all time. Yeah, those ones are, those ones are all pretty good. Um, They're pretty good. So this is a story by a user called Voids, V like with a zero instead of an O. Okay. And um, the title is "I found a hidden door in my cellar, and I think I've made a big mistake." Oh God. Um, 
The yeah, titles are right. always so interesting. Like, yeah. they're like fucking Vice articles where, like, you read the article, you're like, well, that was shit. But, like, <laughs> like you're so excited because the title's so good. Like, I know. Yeah, yeah this, one, this one's pretty good. It's got, like, 2,000 up votes or something. Nice. So. Um, okay. My wife and I have lived in our house for around five years. And in that time, we've probably been down in the, into the cellar a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Our house is an old Victorian terrace house. And so the cellar is cold and damp. When we first moved in, we kept wine and stuff down there because my wife liked the idea of telling people we had a wine cellar. But it got annoying going down there every time, so we stopped using it. There's only two of us living here, so we never really needed to use it for the storage space. A few weeks ago, we decided we were going to renovate it. Maybe turn it into a mini gym or something. So at the weekend, we went down and began cleaning it up. The cellar has a stone floor, but the walls were covered in this horrible yellowed floral wallpaper. And it looked old old as hell, and I assumed it was put up decades ago. So we began to strip the wallpaper, and that's when we found the door. Mm. Mm -hmm. Covered up with wallpaper, the door was set into the wall. It was plain wood, and the door handle had been removed so that it was flat. When we were pretty, we were pretty stumped at how we hadn't noticed this before, how it had blended in so well with the rest of the wall. But at this point, I was pretty excited that we found a secret door, so I largely overlooked its oddness. All the houses in our street have cellars, so I assumed it must, been, must have been an old doorway leading through to next door's cellar. We decided that we'd go around to our neighbors tomorrow morning and tell him about the doorway, and suggesting we brick it up or something. I didn't really feel comfortable about having this access point into our house. My wife tried to look through the small circle hole in the door where the, hand, where the handle had been removed, but it was pitch black in there. Because So because we're so nosy, we used the torch on her phone to peek through the hole. My wife looked first. She suddenly went still. This doesn't go into the next door cellar, she said slowly, moving back from the door. I frowned and took her phone, looking for myself. Instead of the cellar, there were stone steps leading downwards. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. (laughs) I couldn't see very far with the light from the phone, so I brought down my big torch and managed to get the door open. We looked down the stairs with the torch. They weren't very long, and at the end of the stairway, there was another door. This one looked really old, wooden panels kept together with metal columns. It even had one of those metal ring handles. It didn't make sense how this could be here. Even though it was going down, the beginning of the stairway would still cut into the next door's cellar. We'd been in his cellar for drinks a few times, which had been done up to a games room with a bar and pool table, and I had never noticed a big jut out from the wall that would cover a stairway, or that it was smaller than our cellar if there was a whole wall blocking it off. My wife thought we could, we should probably talk with him before going down and left, but I was too curious about the whole thing. So I took the torch and went down. I tried the handle, and it was a bit stiff, but I was completely took by surprise that it opened. I shone the torch inside. It was a concrete room, similar looking to our cellar, but smaller. And this was the only entrance or exit that I could see. I waved the torch around and nearly jumped out of my skin. There was a man stood at the back wall, facing the wall, his back to me. He was completely still, wearing a black suit and black-rimmed hat. The man was so still that I began to think he might be a mannequin until he slowly lifted one foot. I stood transfixed, my torchlight trained on him. It was just bright enough to illuminate his body, but the rest of the room was in complete darkness. 
He held his foot still in the air before slowly moving it a step backwards. His movements were unnatural and jerky, like someone who didn't fully understand how to walk. He stayed like that for a moment, completely still, one foot placed back. Then he lifted his other foot in the same jerky movement. This time, when he stepped back, his foot slammed on the floor. The sound shook me out of my frozen state, and I jumped back. As soon as I moved, it was like I'd triggered something, and suddenly he moved so quickly. He was running towards me, his legs jerking around unnaturally. Writing this down, it sounds kind of funny, but at the time, it was utterly terrifying. I've never seen someone move like that before. I instinctively threw the torch at him. Maybe I thought I could knock him out or something. I honestly don't know and legged it back upstairs, slamming the door shut behind me and running up the stairs leading out of the cellar, slamming that door shut too. I hesitated by the door, barricading it with my arm, trying to, trying to control my breathing and understand what I just witnessed. I heard the sound of the door push open in the cellar and what sounded like a huge lump of flesh dragging along the floor. I thought I began to hear what sounded like a low hissing noise, at which point I ran out of the house yelling my wife's name. She was stood on the front step of the neighbors talking to him. I grabbed her and pulled her to the other side of the road, yelling for my neighbor to get away from the house. Without waiting to explain to them what I saw, I grabbed my phone and called the police. We all stood there in the dark, my neighbor in his robe and slippers, looking at the house. After a few moments, I saw the lights that we'd left on flicker through our kitchen window, and then they went out completely. All I remember was holding my wife's hand so tightly, looking up to our dark windows and waiting for the police to arrive. They found no one in the house, but the cellar door was open, and so was our back door. They checked our garden, but found no one, and no footprints or signs of someone being there. They brought a team over to check out the hidden room we found. My neighbor claimed no knowledge of the room, and that he couldn't understand how the stairs and the room could possibly exist. The police couldn't explain it any more than we could. Uh, I didn't want to ever go back in there, so they showed us photos of the walls inside the room. The concrete was carved with symbols they found that looked like centuries-old dried blood. They had symbols sent to our local university's history department, but no one knew what they meant. They sealed off the room, and we'd never gone down into the cellar again. But they still live there? Know. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! That's okay. We'll just, uh, and it ends with, I think we made a huge mistake that day in opening that door and going into that room. I think we set something free that day. Something that someone had locked up for a reason, and I don't think it's good. Holy fuck. That one's fun. Thank That's you, crazy. Boy. Oh, that was submitted 15 hours ago as of reading this. Holy book, shit. So. That's a great story. That's um, fucking awesome. Yeah, I like that one. Short and spooky. Fuck. That's crazy. One of the top comment is, sellers have long been added to the list of things that our no sleep has taught me not to fuck with. <laughs> Absolutely. But now it's Fuck, now, now it's almost as high on, on my list as stairs in the woods. <laughs> Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, so I like that one. Did you find anyone that you liked? Um, I'm kind of looking at one right now that seems really interesting. One that really spooked me. I read two. They were in like top, which a lot of people read anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, the one about. I forget the title of it, but it's about, like, um, this dad whose daughter dies, and then this guy hand that he's never seen before hands him, like, a book, and, um, like, at the funeral, 
And then so, you know, he goes on for months and months, you know, still grieving, everything like that. His sister comes over, tells him, you know, that you helps him out. You know, he feels better. And so he decides to open this book because he assumed that he was like, you know, a, a friend, like a, a her, his, his daughter's friend's dad, you know. So there was like mm-hmm. books of like, you know, arts and crafts and photos and stuff that had to do with his daughter. And so his daughter died when she was six. And so he's flipping through and there's all of these photos, but they're like taken from afar and like he's in some of them and it's like his daughter's whole life. And then mm. there's photos of her seventh birthday and it goes all the way up until she's 18. And <gasps> and so he gets so freaked out that he closes the book because it's like not good things. Like it starts off pretty good. And then once she hits like, you know, 13, 15, 16, blah, blah, blah. He said that the photos were getting closer. Like the person was getting more confident and that all of these horrible things were being or happened to her and like took like it like just fucking awful photos and on her 18th birthday photo it's a picture of like her with an apple in her mouth and like crying and like her hands are tied behind her back and he shut the book and never looked at it again and he said that the scariest thing is that there was so many more pages oh my god and so a bunch of the comments were like you know the only thing that you know paranormally makes sense in this is that the man that handed him the book had or um whether it was like him from the future or someone that was sent that like um where he basically he found out that his daughter had this like horrible thing happen to her and so he ended up killing off his daughter and then oh you know as opposed to all that and then, ex- and then explained and then so the book explains why he did it that was like kind of the 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 comment take like all of the commenters mm-hmm. take on it um and then another one that was super fucking super fucking spooky and it's in top as well and it's about this guy whose girlfriend dies and then her facebook account he kept active and him and her and her mom were the only one that had the passwords to it or whatever because facebook mm-hmm. you can turn it into like a memorial kind of thing right so you can't like yeah. interact with it but all the things are still there and um and so he didn't want to do that because it felt too final. It felt too, like, not her is how he described it, which is understandable. And and then so, like, but this, he said that it was weird because, like, he got, like, a notification from her saying that she was tagged and that she tagged herself in one of his photos. And mm. then he, like, checked the notification and there was no notification there. Like, it had been removed by the time he checked it. And, uh... And so he asked her mom, like, hey, did you do this or something? And she's like, oh, no, that wasn't me, blah, blah, sorry, I don't know what that was. And then, like, every so often it would happen. And so he only caught a few of them. And he he has, like, the whole thing is full of, like, screenshots and shit, like, of yeah, everything. Yeah, it's a really cool it's one. It's super terrifying. And so she, like, so this account, like, tags itself in, like, spaces where there, like, very well could be a person and stuff. Like, like it's fucked up. And, like, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, like, in the background and stuff. Yeah, like, I didn't click on all of the things i clicked on one of the photos and it's literally just a selfie of him but where it's tagged is so fucking creepy i'm like oh no 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 i cannot fucking do this right now like holy shit it was super crazy and he's like i've gotten one more he's like uh i i hadn't gotten a notification in a long time and then he would get like messages that like didn't really make sense where it was just like one word or like things that were copy and pasted from like their old messages and stuff like old messages kept like resending to him and shit like it was fucked yeah. up like really fucked up and so yeah and so he was like you know do i fucking he's like i hadn't had a notification in months and then like i just got one like 
what the fuck do I do? Like, do I deactivate the Facebook? Like, what kind of bug is this that it would be doing that? You know, like, that's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, it's one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. We'll post a link to it. Absolutely. The top comment is, Good thing I read this in the middle of the fucking day. Yeah. I'm going to ta- I'm gonna go do my taxes or something. <laughs> it's, it's nighttime as we're reading these. It so. is so nighttime right now. Yeah. Oh, boy. Such nighttime. Yeah. Everyone should listen to this one at night. Yeah. Seriously. Speaking of scary stories, uh-huh. um, one of our friends emailed us. Yeah. Which is so fun. You can do that at quickiewithyourpalogy.com um, if you want to. Um. But uh, my friend Jordan Lucchino, whom I always just call Lucchino, because with a last name like that. Yeah. Oh, something just fell down in my room. No, I heard and it. it. And it scared the shit out of me. Oh, my God. I was leaving my house and I was telling Julie that, like, you know, things are super creepy around my house, but it's just because my cat's an asshole. Like, <laughs> I, like I walked, I was leaving my house today after, like, because we... Because, like, so I read, like, a bunch of these fucking no-sleep stories, and then I was leaving my house, and there's just, like, my fucking tea kettle is, like, on the floor. And it's, like, <laughs> fucking terrifying, but it's just because my cat's a dick. Like, that's yeah. all that it is. I'm like, you fucking asshole. Realistically, I just probably knocked something, yeah, it's, like, yeah, off know, my I'm desk. By... Anyway. I heard it. Ah, it's fucking yeah. terrifying. <laughs> anyway, so oh, Lucino sends us an email, and he sent this email... <laughs> He wrote multiple times, I really suck at story structure. I'm sorry, this is all over the place, so I'm going to paraphrase it. Um, so a bunch of my friends and I went to college together, and we all are in, like, VFX right now. We all moved to Toronto at the same time, pretty much. Yeah. We all got jobs at different, um, pretty much the same place. Yeah. But he started working at another place, which is of the same, I don't want to get, I don't want to say name, but he works at another place in the same industry. And um, his studio, he was texting me a little while ago saying it's totally haunted. It's totally haunted. So he likes going there at night. And we work really long hours. So he gets to stay there at night. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, so there's, like, different sides of the studio. And one of them, it, it's, like, kind of empty at night. Because mm-hmm. at, at this point, no one was really working there. So there was, like, ten people there at this time. And one of his supervisors was, like, making food in the kitchen only on, the, on one side of the studio where no one was. Mm-hmm. And he heard a really loud knock from the floor mm-hmm. and he thought it was like someone at the door and he went and no one was there. And it was 2 AM at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so another supervisor came over and was like, who, who was that? Like I heard that. Yeah. And the other guy was like, I don't know. There's no one. There shouldn't be anyone here. Um, he thought it was like a construction worker, but again, there was no one there. It was 2 AM. And so they went to, to the rest of the area, the rest of the studio and there was no one around. Um, and so they, they decided, okay, well, I guess there's no one here. They heard like an even louder bang under the floor, which is weird because there's no basement in the building. It's solid concrete floors. Mm. They heard six, they heard six loud bangs on the floor. Holy fuck. The the entire studio heard it apparently. Yeah. Um, so he says that he hangs out in that area at lunch because there's comfy chairs. Um, but it's also, it's always like really cold and breezy and kind of spooky around there so that's crazy he he constantly keeps me updated with uh scary studio things but that that one's really weird the concrete knocking like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't want to work there but thanks jordan lucino thanks that's fucking crazy 
Yeah, man. He also says, love the podcast. Keep it up. Stay scared. <laughs> Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So That's if crazy. you guys have any scary stories or haunted places, please let us know. We love to hear it. Let us know. Yeah. My house isn't haunted. Um, we had like the guy, we're only the second owners. So like I've explained before, I live in an old farmhouse. It's been there. I don't know. I think it's like 120 years old by now. Something crazy like that. Um, really? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my, my, so my parents are the second owners of it. Like there was only one family that owned it before. Um, they owned like a bean field and everything like that. Uh, basically like the people before us, they turned when all their kids moved out and like, you know, it was just like the old lady there and everything like that. She turned the upstairs into a second apartment. So I live in like my own apartment, but it's above my parents' house and it like works out really well. It's a beautiful house, everything like that. Um, the guy that used to live there died in the garage, but he was just like a nice old man that died with a beer in his hand and you know, nothing (laughs) creepy ever came of it kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. there's nothing creepy, but when we first moved in there, I was probably like 12, 13 and I really wanted to to find like a trap door or like something creepy like our attic is creepy because it's an attic you know but it's Mm -hmm. like if we turned it in like i want to turn it into a library like really bad i think it would be really cool um but uh but yeah so i don't know it's like it's creepy because it's an old house but it's not like there's nothing super terrifying that's happened there so oh bummer i know because if I found a fucking thing in my n- unexistent knowing basement room, we wouldn't live there anymore and it would be terrifying. No, no, you wouldn't. I would not live there anymore. There's hieroglyphic blood marks on my b- in my basement? No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, that's that's the one thing about that story was like, why didn't you move? Also, why didn't you why did you go down there? <laughs> Things like that. It's insane fucking crazy no sleep is fun i wish that there was like like i don't know you can kind of like tell by the writing when it's like really bullshit you know oh for sure when someone's like oh i just wrote this to get it on no sleep kind of thing like that's annoying i wanted up votes yeah um but for the most part it's like pretty cool shit because even if it is fake then it's still like cool stories right and someone's just like awful at writing um yeah really great story writing yeah for sure um did you know there was a no sleep podcast because i fucking didn't that's cool they're like season seven i'm gonna have to check that out we're gonna have to listen to that go listen to that because we're going to too yeah um Man, you know, speaking of reading stories late at night, I'm such an idiot. I I read this. Okay, so for a while I was really into this, um, like, crime, a couple of crime podcasts, like true crime. Um, and I would listen to them at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I remember you me? talking about that. Sorry. Okay, I thought, I thought my... Oh, no, you're good. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, I would listen to them at work. Then I had to stop because they were making me upset and everything. Whatever. So I would... I was reading... I went to, I think, of the subreddit Unsolved Mysteries, and I read this story about a girl who, no, sorry, it was a woman whose daughter died, 
when she was, I think, 18 or something. Mm -hmm. And it was following, um, I think, a year of alleged stalking. Yeah. So the girl, the woman, the young woman was stalked and then eventually she died. Um, And there was this whole, I read through this entire blog that the mother, and this is a true story, the mother wrote this whole blog just accounting the stories of her daughter's stalking. Mm-hmm. And I read it and I was like, oh my goodness, this story is insane. This is crazy. They can't believe all these horrible, like, like really, really frightening story of being stalked, like finding things and, and setting up cameras and, you know, how close they got to catching her until eventually they, she was found dead in her room. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. And then I read comments about people saying this woman's full of shit. She's using her daughter to get attention and her daughter what people speculate is that she committed suicide and the mother was actually just using her to get yeah attention like Munchausen's by proxy. Uh-huh. Um, and so if you go back and reread the story of this, this woman, I think her name was Morgan. I can't remember her last mm-hmm. name, but you reread this story and you're like, Oh, it actually sounds like someone who's completely fucking lost their mind. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and I want to just disclaimer, the woman did actually lose her daughter, so no, no disrespect yeah, to her. Yeah, absolutely. I really don't mean to say she completely fucking lost her mind, but... But at that point, like, what else do you fucking do? Like, you lose your yeah. mind. Like, Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, before the the daughter committed suicide, like, the, the mother was completely convinced that the daughter was being stalked, and mm. that she was... People speculate it's just she was an overprotective mother. And yeah. You know, she just wanted to keep her daughter safe and everything. So she would try and convince the daughter that she was being stalked and like, no, you have to stay home. Things like that. It was a very interesting story. That's very interesting. The fact that this happened, that she talks about that it happened before her daughter died too, that she mm-hmm. was involved still. Cause that when you first told, cause like when I first heard about it, it sounded more like, you know, she was investigating things that her daughter said or left or found that, and or she found of her daughters that led to led her to believe that there was a stalking, mm-hmm. but that changes everything. Yeah, no, it was completely like I bet have had we heard it from the daughter's point, it would be not nearly as bad because yeah. there's a it, her name is Morgan Ingram, and uh-huh. um, again, this daughter, this woman actually did die, so. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very sad for everyone involved. But uh, yeah, this woman was on Dr. Phil as well. And and just the way she acts and talks, it's like, you can tell she's got, she had had serious problems beforehand. Um, I'll share a link to that one as well, because it's a really, I read it at night. I was alone and it was terrifying just reading the story about a a stalking. Yeah, absolutely. And and how, how it was a true story. It makes you never want to look through a window ever. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, exactly. I had to close the window and I was, I was not into that at all, but yeah, it goes into great detail. Um, and also it's just interesting that she, I don't know. It was, there was an episode of that podcast that I listened to before about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's crazy. Very freaky. A lot of, fucking scary shit online man um i'm reading something that might be really interesting uh uh, that sounded like that i read like that was cool for like seven eighths of it and then it got stupid oh bummer that sucks it was like it was about like this huge fish that took a rod and then it like took someone overboard and then like they it seemed like they ate the person kind of thing 
And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is really cool. And so I keep reading and keep reading. And then at the end, it's like, as I looked down and I was bleeding out and I sat there for hours. I'm like, oh, fuck, shut up. Like, no. God damn it. That would have been so cool (laughs) if it was real, you asshole. Stupid. (laughs) I want to read more. I want to actually go through and, like, keep up with certain series. Because the cool thing about No Sleep is that they have a series option where... Yeah, they can tie they tie all the stories in. So when a person has like you know something ongoing, you can go through and read them all in order. Yeah, there's like a series called "Hold Tight to Your Children in the Dark Woods." Like, fuck, that's crazy. Mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. read that. Fun thing about No Sleep that I like to do is just sitting with all your friends and reading it. Yeah, kind of like what we're doing now. This is what we're all doing right now, everyone. This is what but we're I remember doing. reading the Goat Man story while driving down Texas Road, and it yeah. was completely terrifying. So. It's crazy. I feel like it's all, it's like adult goosebumps, you know? It's like... It really is. Yeah, because it's like you read it and you're like, oh, that was dumb, or oh, that was cool, or oh my god, that was fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because I remember when I was a little younger and I would read, like, creepypasta from 4chan and shit, or mm-hmm. just from whatever. That was the best. It was like, finally, some scary stories, and yeah, I'm so excited. And then, like, obviously, I stopped using 4chan. Mm-hmm. I grew up and started using Reddit. <laughs> but... No, I was so happy to see that no sleep was a thing. Fuck yeah. Basically, this episode is just like a big go check out no sleep. Pretty much. When you want to get a little spooked when we can't, you know, fulfill that spookness of your week. That's right. There's also a, another subreddit if you're interested in a shorter kind of no sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit smaller of a subreddit, but it's called Short Scary Stories. Ooh. Quick so, and to the point. Like they, yeah. like they are. Maximum limit of 500 words, whereas um, that's no sleep's minimum is 500 words. Yeah, it's, 500 it's words, the opposite, so. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Check out those if you guys want to read something little. Actually, why don't I find something small and read it as well? <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh, I'm just reading through this one that might be kind of cool. Cool. Because it's, like, not too long, but it's on no sleep. Nice. <clears throat> I just read a short one. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Okay. This one is from r slash um, short scary stories, and it's called Annoying Neighbor by um, the, the author Confra. Um, okay. I used to live in a small building downtown. One of the reasons I moved out was the bad neighborhood, including this guy in the apartment right over mine. It was a weird looking fella who mostly kept to himself. Around midnight, though, there was frequently a strange noise that got on my nerves. It wasn't loud, to be fair, but I have really light sleep, so it was hard to get my eyes shut with those little bumping sounds going on and on. It reminded me of high heels walking about, but not as loud, as if the person causing the noise was actually trying to be silent. After a few days, I realized the pattern was always the same, like a recording played over and over with random intervals in between. And that went on for the best part of a year, always the same sequence of bumps slowly tattooed into my mind, sometimes for hours straight during the night. It was only several several years later, helping my daughter with her homework, that I learned a little bit of Morse code. She knocked on the table with her knuckles, and a shiver immediately went through my spine as I recognized that exact pattern. When I asked her what it was, she laughed. It's the easiest one, Daddy, she said. It's the one to call for help. <gasps> and the end. I was like, oh, that one's cute. It is nice. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I like those kind because it's short and a little bit vague and a little bit like, ooh. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Have you, uh, 
Have you read, uh, seen any movies or decided what you want to be for Halloween yet? Uh, well, I said last week that I wanted to be a jackalope, but... Oh, right, you did I, say that. I need, yeah, I need to have time to make it, so if that doesn't work out, I'm just gonna be a vampire. Yeah, I've never done that. I've never actually done that. Do it, it's fun. Who doesn't love a good cape? Capes are good. Do you know what you're being yet? Uh, I'm either going to be Go-Go from yes. Kill Bill, because I say I'm gonna do it every year, and I don't, uh, or depending on like what I'm doing for Halloween because I have no idea what I'm doing yet. Um like I think that my work costume, you know, cuz you have to think keep things that are like within dress code and you know, like not no weapons and stuff cuz you know, you don't want to kill your coworkers. Um I think <laughs> I'm going to be Winona Ryder from Beetlejuice just cuz I cuz and I thought of that today when I got out of the shower. And my bangs kind of parted funny, and I was like, oh, if I just part my bangs funny and then put on a hat, I can just say that I'm Winona Ryder from Beetlejuice, and I think that that's my best bet. That's perfect. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you can do that 100%. I thought you were going to say Winona Ryder from Stranger Things. From Stranger Things. That's what's, what's going to be the kicker, right? Is I'm going to seen... be Winona Ryder, but not. Yeah. I've seen costumes of like her in front of a wall, and, like with lights and stuff. It's really funny. Yeah, for sure. Um. I'm not doing anything scary this Halloween. I'm probably working, which is a bummer, but That's I wanted mean, to go I'm to like... probably working. Yeah, I wish I could have gone. There's like a a bunch of scary things going on in Toronto right mm-hmm. now. And also Canada's Wonderland and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that there's something... There there might be like a show in... I love like being involved in punk scenes because Halloween is the best because everybody's bands put on Halloween costumes, if you will, and there's just, like, <laughs> cover shows all the time. So, support your local music scene. If you hear of a cover show where, like, a bunch of bands, you know, cover the Misfits or whoever, they pick a band, and they play a full set as that band, go, because it's fun. It. It's super awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, if you have any scary stories of your own, Submit them somewhere or submit them to us. Yeah, tell us. We want to know them. Let we'll read know. them online. Yeah. If you like my if you like my reading voice, um, you can call me and I'll read you stories. <laughs> if you like, um, we start a business. It's like a it's like a very platonic sex phone line. Yeah, where I just read you scary stories. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I like that. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, check us out on iTunes and Facebook and Twitter and all your favorite podcast apps, except for the ones that we have to pay for. Ooh, yeah. Um, eh, SoundCloud. Yep. Email us. We told you our email already. Whole deal. All that stuff. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Hey, happy Halloween. Happy Almost. Halloween, everybody. Ooh, next one. Oh my God! You know what I didn't do? A cryptid of the month. The cryptid of the month for October. Oh my goodness! I can't believe I almost forgot. I was so excited about Halloween. Um, we're gonna talk about the Mothman. I love Mothman. Because who doesn't love Mothman? Mothman's so cool. He's my um, fave. Yeah, man. Uh, sighting happened in uh, West Virginia, in Point Pleasant. Um, I believe it was only viewed, you know, this happened in the 60s, and it only happened a couple of times. It wasn't very many. Um, no, there isn't any un- like the unknown last sighting, according mm-hmm. to the wiki. Um, but uh, yeah, Mothman is a very large, you guessed it, Moth man. Moth like man. man and a moth. He looks 
I've seen it a few different times where he kind of looks like an owl, but he kind of looks like a guy with mm-hmm. one moth wings. So there's a lot, a lot of different um, um, interpretations Variant. of him. But I like the one where he his head kind of looks like the Tasmanian devil. It's kind yeah, of yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, and uh, there's no actual photographs of him yet, ever yet. Um, and there was a terrible movie based on <laughs> based on a book, which was very well known. The Mothman Prophecies and uh, Richard Gere movie came out and I watched it and it was, there was like one scene in the movie where he's on the phone and it's really fucking, it was like really cool, but then it fizzled out. It wasn't very good. You know, the bridge fell down and oh no, all yeah. this stuff. So, um, and, uh, Mothman witnesses apparently also be, are being, oh my goodness. Mothman witnesses are also harassed by the men in black. Ooh, interesting. Say, don't talk about him. Don't talk about so, him. Um, yeah, and apparently he was very, uh, Mothman is very related to the collapse of the Silver Ridge in 1967. Mm-hmm. So if you um, want to know more about Mothman, check him out. One of my favorite things about Mothman is that they, uh, they have a festival every year. Mm-hmm. Mothman Festival. And... It's a big, like, carnival kind of thing in West Virginia where they, everything's Mothman-themed. They have a, like, Miss Mothman and everything. Like, everything is Mothman-themed. It's great. I'd love to go. (laughs) It would be so fun. So we actually found a video, Mothman 2016 Festival, a guided tour. We'll post that on the Facebook group for you. Um, We also posted Goatman, one of our fave fave no-sleep stories. So go check that out. Um, For sure. So, yeah, shout-out to Basil Court. Shout out to, De- to Jesse Dufour and Nemesis Video mm-hmm. and The Mothman. Yeah. And all of our great authors on r slash no sleep. Thanks, guys. Okay, I'm going to go not sleep. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat the rest of these uh, onion rings, and then I'm also going to not sleep. So, Killer. Awesome. Okay. See you soon. See you in November. Yeah, Woo. pretty much. All right, keep cool. Yeah.